Hey, gore friends, this is Story and Mars. And guess who's back? Back again. Yeah. Gore friends back. Tell a friend. Tell, a friend. Tell yeah. all your friends. We hope you're listening with your friends right now. I hope you missed us. Did you guys miss? Did you guys even notice we were gone? You know, no, you guys did miss you us. Did. You the did. views are still you, you guys are messages. still listening. You're you still listening. I'm seeing the I'm seeing our the numbers, stats. Our mm-hmm. numbers went up when we stopped. I was like, wow, we should have left a long time ago. <laughs> like our numbers skyrocketed when we stopped recording. But then I felt bad because I was like, oh, oh, what a time. Tiny. Well, we're going to catch up with you and we're gonna discuss a movie with you, like mm-hmm. old times, you know, mm-hmm. for old times sake. Old time Mars, sake. What movie are we covering this week? Ring, ring, ring. What's it? It's a it's black phone. It's a black phone. It's um, the black phone. You it's guys. the black phone, man. All uh, right, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hello. <laughs> we are going over the black phone. Y'all know y'all missed our goofy selves. Come on now. Um, so the black phone. Why are we covering the black phone? Uh it's in the cinemas right now. Um, and I was excited for it. I remember mm-hmm. seeing the trailer for this on Instagram, and then shortly after I saw it, you sent it to me on Instagram, and I yep. was like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I was ecstatic, uh, just knowing that Ethan Hawke is a part of it and he's such people, very underrated actor, by the way. Is um, he? I feel like everybody be like, oh yeah, Ethan. Like everybody be like, he's feel like guy. I feel like he's not training in day. a lot of stuff. Like, training, yeah, training day. Training day, Ethan doesn't have to explain himself to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch more of his stuff. I feel like, I guess I just underrate him, I guess. Uh, my bad. He's um, definitely one of those actors where you don't remember what he's in, but you for know For sure. Him. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. And he's def. I'm not going to talk about his acting because that's for later on in the show. But yeah, definitely chose this because of relevance. Um, and it's just exciting to watch a horror movie in the theaters again. Yeah, man, for freaking sure. So let's let's tell you guys a little bit about it. Um, at the time that this is airing, I don't even know if it'll still be in theaters. But probably not. Probably not. You should stream it mm-hmm. if you get the chance, uh, because we're going to talk about it a little bit. So it's written by Joe Hill. If you guys, you know, think that name sounds familiar, you might recognize it's the name of uh, Stephen King's son, mm-hmm. who that's basically his like his moniker, his alias for writing, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I believe so as well. And so this is based on a short story that he wrote which called I The Black read, Phone. Which I want right, to read hard. Right. Um, and then uh, Scott D- Dickerson, I'm sorry, Scott Derrickson uh, did the screenplay um, along with C. Robert Cargill. 
All right. And it was directed by Scott Derrickson as well. So we have some writer direction stuff going dope, on. Dope. So um, that's always fun to see because we get to see how he envisioned the shots when he was writing the screenplay. And apparently he also directed Doctor Strange. I'm just looking at the director's uh Derrickson's stats on IMDb right now. And apparently oh, he stats. Yeah, he directed Doctor Strange. He produced Sinister, um, which Ethan Hawke is also a part of. Um yes, and he directed uh, directed the Exorcism Sinister. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. He also directed that as well. So he definitely has experience in the too. horror realm. So that's dope. That's yeah, freaking dope. For sure. So a lot of that's quite the resume honestly yeah, like that's for sure. a hell of a resume yeah because i didn't know his name but now i'm like oh i should know his name because his movies are kind of fire <laughs> and we like them we've seen all of those things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys don't know anything about this movie if you're coming in blind and just want to listen to us ramble about it that's i appreciate cool, that i appreciate that we got you darling so here's a synopsis it's a horror thriller about being a, after being abducted by a child killer and locked in a soundproof basement, a 13-year-old boy starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. And I feel like that sums it up pretty well. Pretty great. Yeah. A yeah, plus. A plus synopsis. Yep. Go ahead, IMDb. Mm-hmm. This is an R-rated film, by the way. It runs at about an hour 40 just so that you know how much time you're investing into it um, and that it is going to be a little bit graphic um, because this ain't no PG-13. This Mm -hmm. is R-rated and it's starring uh, Mason Thames as Finney, who I I think he did a good job, but we're going to get into that later. Mm -hmm. We have Madeline McGraw Mm -hmm. as Gwen. That little cutie. Precious. Okay, we're not going to talk about her. Okay, Ethan Hawke as the grabber. Okay, not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it later. We're going to talk about it later, dude. Jeremy Davies (laughs) as Terrence, um, who is the dad. And then um, some honorable mentions here. Um, I'd like to just shout out Robin. Yeah. Miguel Cazares Mora. Yes. Like he did, did the damn thing. The damn thing. So let's uh get his only thing so far, too. This is yep. only yo. I mean, these child actors, you Man. know, they're they're babies. So it's like, yeah, this is gonna be the start of their resume. Like yeah. this this is a good start to to have on your resume. And can I have an honorable mention as well? Of course. Um, I want to just shout out uh, James Ranson as Max. Uh, he was also in It, uh, I believe, Chapter 2. Was that It Chapter? No, Sinister. Sorry. Yeah, in, and also It Chapter 2 and Sinister. Mm. He played Eddie in um, It. Um, Eddie. Yeah, so, so good. So, so good. Um, and he played the cop in Sinister as well. So he'd be out here. He'd be out here. That's us up. Oh, freaking Max. Yeah, yeah, freaking that's Max. a great, that's a great honorable 
All right, let's jump into it. Funny, cool, scary. We know y'all missed it. And y'all know we found something <laughs> funny about this movie. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Go ahead, Mars. Take it away. Uh, Yeah, you know, even though this movie covers extremely dark subject matter, matter if you guys are... Um, also, can I just have a trigger warning? If you guys, like, are sensitive to movies regarding things with children, um, abuse with children, you know, I will go ahead and set... I think we should just start saying trigger warnings <laughs> for people that are sensitive to certain things. New us. Um, we're Yeah. Learning. Just giving you guys, putting that out there. So if you guys don't like to see children in danger or abuse in any sort of fashion, uh, go ahead and skip this one or watch it with that warning in mind. Um, so my first funny is... <sighs> Robin is a thug, and I know you wrote that too. I know you wrote it. I know you wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, let's see where this goes. And uh, just Robin is a thug. So oh my, there's so many parts where he was thugging. So when he's in the bathroom, the bathroom scene, first of all, super sweet um, with him and Finny because um, the bullies were messing with Finny hardcore. And then, you know, Robin came in and was just like, okay, like, you mess with him, you mess with me. And I was like, yes, the homie. Mm -hmm. And I love their dynamic um, as well, like, because he helped him, he tutored him, um, Finney tutored Robin. um, So that was kind of a way of, like, exchanging that, um, just as a thank you, kind of just protecting him, which was pretty dope. Um, But yeah, him, just him being hardcore and just down to fight. um, And just the opening scene with him uh, fighting another kid Mm -hmm. and going ham, I was like, yep very good we need this we need this um so i thought that was funny and then what you call it i also wrote so there was a part where finney's in the room and he starts like digging a hole essentially and i was like yo he need to start digging like shawshank like just start digging a little bit and then cover it <laughs> up dig it some <laughs> cover it up with a poster or something yeah. i was like yo he needs to be working at that all night yeah. <laughs> um so i thought i just thought of shawshank and it made me laugh um and then oh my god max miss i wrote mr max specifically um just his existence was funny and i think his yeah. character was a great way to uh, um loosen the mood because the story is very heavy and sad mm-hmm. so having this character that just brings the, the like comic the, com- relief. the comic relief was yeah. just perfect great actor for that character um and just the whole scene where the cops goes to his house and he's like yeah so i think he's gonna be here 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 and the cops look around and they see coke on the table and they're like um yeah we don't believe you <laughs> so i thought that whole scene was nice Um, And I definitely laughed a bit at that. Um, Other than that, I don't have anything. Oh, I also wrote, oh my gosh, there was a dog. There was a dog in the film. Um, I forgot which kid had a dog, but one of the kids had a dog and the dog just watched the kid get yeeted. I was like, do your job, dog. Yeah, it was the paper boy. It was the paper boy. I remember. You don't care about his owner. It was a golden retriever. And he was just trotting next to the bike. Just trotting along. Kid gets yeeted, and the dog is like, "Oh no!" Just standing there, just 
didn't run after the van. Didn't run after the van. Didn't bark at the van. Didn't howl. (laughs) Not whimper. Like, Like, you didn't do anything, dude. Man. Guys, train your dogs to do something if something happens to you. Like, what was the point? What was the point of having the dog there? (laughs) You might as well rode your bike by yourself. Yeah, like, the dog didn't do a damn thing. No difference. No zero biting or nothing. (laughs) Nope. It's the breed, I bet you, because golden retrievers are like so nice. They are everyone. It is. That they're probably yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they just want to hug you. You should go over there. <laughs> oh my god! And it's funny because at first I was like anxious. Like, of course, I'm scared for the kid, but I'm like, but the dog though. Like, I'm but like, okay, is he gonna kill the dog? Or like a Ooh. poodle mix? Ooh. Those ankles that have been gone. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> Facts. 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 Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but that's all the funnies that I have written down. For sure. I have a couple to add. So uh the school fight that Robin was in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew immediately that Robin was a force to be reckoned with <laughs> when he did that nose wipe with his thumb <laughs> before he got in his fighting stance. Yo. I was like, yo, abort, abort. Yeah, no, that kid was not smart. That bully didn't recognize he a real one. Dude, he didn't recognize. He didn't, when they do that nose wipe and then they're fighting stance. Yeah, and he was like, in a fighting the... stance, like karate kid style. Like, he it's going to be GG's. kicks and mm-hmm. like, with mix of street fighting <laughs> he had the bandana on mm-hmm. like rambo i mm-hmm. was like who what are you trying to prove here like seriously and he was like i didn't even think he would go for it i thought he was just shit talking but he yeah went for he it, went so for it so. like he honestly didn't even want to beat the kid up yeah so but the like, kid went for okay, it but you, you going for it knowing you're gonna lose you saw how i wiped my nose with my thumb <laughs> Like, okay, here we go. Um, also, when Gwen went off on the cops, I laughed because I'm like, yeah, what do you have to prove? Like, she just was like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, pretty much, pretty much. Like, did, she's like, did I kidnap? Maybe I kidnapped him. I don't yeah. know. But also, it's like, what do you guys want? Like, you're sitting here questioning a little girl. Yeah. And I understood she had details that you guys didn't share with anyone yet. And so you're trying to, they're trying to figure out, like, how she knew the things Mm -hmm. she knew because of Mm -hmm. her dreams. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what, what's it matter? Really? Like, you guys aren't going to catch the guy. Um, You still couldn't figure it out. Nope. Could not. (laughs) Um, Also, uh. Max the cokehead. Max the cokehead. Mr. Max. Mr. Max. Max. Um, particularly made me laugh because he like invited the cops in so fast. Like he opened the door. <laughs> I and didn't realize that. They're, yep, like, he and they're did. like, oh, we're the we're detectives. So and so he was like, Yeah, I was expecting you guys. Come on in. So here's what I've got. <laughs> And it's like you don't even know like they didn't even have to ask him anything no. it was just like here's what i got yeah. and he had like his whole little board connecting mm-hmm. everything with the map and yeah it was very sophisticated it was really like put together like yeah, it was definitely a hyper fixation mm-hmm. um and he probably hadn't slept for a week probably not but yeah and then uh 
Finn got fed up at some point. Little Finn got fed up. And he just started yelling at the phone, like, what? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> everything the ghosts were recommending to him wasn't working to him. And so he's like, what? Like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, he was yeah. mad. And then uh, the ghost that had me laugh the most was Griffin. <laughs> who I think was the paper boy, but I'm not sure. But Griffin was, uh, yeah, it was, because he was the one with the bike lock. So Griffin couldn't remember shit. Like, he couldn't remember anything. (laughs) Then he was like, hey, okay, uh, which one are you? And he was like, I can't remember. I was like, okay, um, you're Griffin, I think. You're you're the paper boy, Griffin. He was like, if you say so. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) what what and then he's like oh he uses my bike lock what's the combination i can't remember (laughs) damn griffin like he there there there's like a a list of questions and griffin didn't know the answer to anything and then he was like oh i wrote it down so i wouldn't forget but i forgot and like it was was on the wall but like he was so he was kind of useless for information because he couldn't remember anything and he was like pleasantly not remembering anything it's like oh, pleasantly. yeah he I was very remember. very nonchalantly for sure yeah it was just ugh. all right so that those are my funnies um what did you find cool cool uh first things first i love that this is based on a joe hill short story we love some joe hill um from nosferatu Man, I need to just read his stuff. Like the more that I watch the media that his stuff is based off of, the more I want to read his things. And I feel like this movie specifically, um, I feel like I would enjoy more as um, a book. So uh, really excited to read that eventually. Uh, Next up, I do appreciate that it is a period piece. I forgot that aspect of it um, somehow because I'm like, literally, it's a wired telephone in the trailer. Um, but I love that it takes place in the what is it the late seventies early eighties yeah, late seventies um, which is a scary like time yeah like <laughs> scary time seventies serial killers all that yeah. yeah I'll talk about that in my scary for sure um, I also want to mention that the grabber has a similar intro um, as Silence of the Lambs um, if you guys are familiar with that movie um buffalo bill kind of lures his victim by like acting like he's disabled and needs help carrying something into a van or whatever and the grabber kind of does a similar situation he has a van and he's like having trouble with his stuff and he's like oh can you help me xyz um which are both similar um traits of um Ted Bundy, because Ted Bundy used to do the same thing, act like he needed help and would yeet women and his victims. Uh, so I thought that was cool that it was very much a similar. That's what it reminded me of watching that go down. Um, and oh, the diversity of kids taken. Um, I thought that was really cool because it wasn't just like smaller kids. It was like all age rate. Like he um the main kid was 13 and then you had a kid that looked like 17 in there and then you had like just all shapes and sizes of kids that were taken that i thought was really cool in terms of um casting as well uh not everyone looks the same (laughs) um but yeah that's all that i have for cool here 
Very great points. And yeah, the, the whole King family, literally everyone in the family is a writer. And so you, you can't lose with any of them because they literally yeah. be at the dinner table like, oh, I had this idea. And they're like, you should write it. Um, so I'm like, there, there's just no losing in that family. Um, Owen King is also a great writer. He's mm. uh, Stephen King's other son, like, and his wife writes uh, mystery thrillers as well. Ooh. So the whole King family is just full of really talented writers. So if you ever want to get into any of his other kids' work or his wife's work, it's mm-hmm. all like thriller, mystery, horror, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't lose with the King family. They're just dope. And that's amazing. Inspiring. Very much so. <laughs> um, I'd like to start off my cool with Robin uh, for the culture. For the culture. Yes, yes. He's mm-hmm. a Latino um, support actor with like they they kind of I was nervous at first because I was like please don't like stereotype too bad because I know it's the 70s yeah yeah and of course like race is going to be uh an, a thing because it's the 70s yeah but also do we remember today, what state this took place in do we remember I this? do not remember actually yeah me either um but I did love that he was a what listen when he told those boys like the way he walked in the bathroom let's revisit that scene because because there is so much to unpack there Mm -hmm. it was the way he walked into the bathroom and all everyone was just silent yeah like the way he commands a room Mm -hmm. and he's a nice person he just can fight well yeah and so he just walked into the bathroom and he had blood on his okay. hands yeah he's just like rinsing the blood off his hands and he has like a roll of tape under his arm to wrap his hands up um and he's just like talking to the kids without making eye contact he's he's like hey what's up hey finny what's going on and Finn's <laughs> like yeah man i i mean i'm all right and he's like y'all fuck with finn you fuck with me yeah and then he's like, you can go now. Like, he's dismissing <laughs> people. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, leave. Oh, wait. Fuck with him. You fuck with me. Now you can go. Yes. Go. And so good. Like, so good. So good. And I knew this was going to be an issue later in the movie because I'm like, without Robin, he doesn't have any protection yeah. at school. And mm-hmm. so when Robin was kidnapped and went missing immediately when Finney Insta-fight. goes back to school, they're like, oh, it's on. There ain't no yeah. Robin around. And it's like, damn. The- and his sister. They fought. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Because his sister was trying to help him Was fight. also a thug. I forgot about that. She was a thug, That's too. A thug. I, got, I got took her a, next. I got took her a her brick. Next. She hit him I with rocks. is a thug in capital letters in the movie theater i wrote it in all caps gwen is a thug she picked up like a brick yeah no she was gangster for sure thuggish um had had been getting girls because they're like oh your sister's so cool (laughs) Uh, and she's a little sister she reminded me of me when Hmm. i was little trying to fight my brother's battles and probably making it worse can we talk um, about their dynamic as their dynamic siblings? Is also really here. amazing. Love Finn it. And Finn 
Gwen yeah. and Finn, Finn and Love Finn, it. their relationship is really dope. Um, it's not often that we see, I feel like um, a lot of times in shows and movies, sibling relationships are like either too close to where like in real life, people don't be people be fighting with their siblings sometimes like that's normal Mm -hmm. people be getting annoyed with their siblings or they just be like chill with them and you know it's a sibling right yeah but some I felt like this uh dynamic was very believable like they weren't like Mm -hmm. super cuddly with each other and like Mm -hmm. oh it's like they went through trauma and they were close because of that like it was yeah the, the trauma brought them together um, but they were friends. You saw a friendship mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't the kind of friendship that that felt like forced because they were siblings. Mm-hmm, it felt like they mm-hmm. genuinely were like, hey, hey, dude, what's up? Like, yeah. you know, and, and it felt like she lost her friend when her brother was gone. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, what made it all the more heartbreaking. Um, watching her try try to figure out how to get her brother back. I like that they went the direction of the kids being psychic. Yeah. Um, I didn't know dope. how they're going to handle the ghosts in this. Um, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, is the phone haunted? Because mm-hmm. it could be so many haunted? different ways. Yeah. And and so he's just stuck in a room that's haunted, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which it could also be, but throwing in the little tidbit about. Um, you know, their dad not wanting uh, Gwen to talk about her dreams because her mom had the same uh, abilities, essentially, yeah. where she would have these premonitions and these visions and she'd try to help people and whatnot. But sounds like she also had like her own demons going on. Yeah. And um, that affected her mental health. Yeah. And so uh, he was just like forcing them to like pretend yeah suppress it and pretend they're normal even though they weren't um but it seemed like finn never knew if he had any kind of ability yeah um it seems Uh like he thinks very little of himself he uh doesn't consider himself to be a fighter he doesn't consider himself to be anything really special um and so let seeing him kind of he he really embraced his ability right away and i like that he did that um i feel like it's it was only made possible for the story to progress that quickly for him because his mom had you know uh sensitive abilities Mm -hmm. and his sister does as well so i thought that was very uh smart storytelling Mm -hmm. um and i really appreciate finn's resourcefulness just outside of before he even got kidnapped, we always see him walking home with his little space shuttle model. Yeah. He always holds on to it. When he was watching a horror movie and he got scared, he was holding on to the space shuttle. And I thought, oh, I wonder like what that does for him or, or like why that space shuttle means so much to him. Um, I'm sure like his mom gave it to him, but mm. it was... Uh, like a a tool it it had a flashlight on it Mm -hmm. and um he also used it as a weapon he cut uh the grabber's arm pretty badly Mm -hmm. with it so I was like oh this is like your Swiss army knife essentially um and I thought it was very lucky of him that the grabber didn't take that away from him yeah I thought that too I thought that was very 
interesting yeah. to say the least that he didn't yeah, take he, it away and he had it clenched in his hand pretty tightly um when he was thrown into the van and then you have all the black balloons that he was wrapped up in and you have to kind of move fast when you're kidnapping someone i'm guessing so i guess it wasn't something he had time to like try yeah. to pry out of his hands mm-hmm. without people noticing a giant van with a kid in the back mm-hmm. um so i can i i do you like the way that he utilized it though i thought it was um another really cool moment to see him leave it on top of the black phone when he was about to leave mm-hmm. um because it seemed like each kid left something behind uh hoping that the next kid could use it mm-hmm. um so you so have the, yeah God. you have the the combination for the bike lock you have uh like some of them started digging holes mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. they they all had something to leave behind. And Finney didn't know if he was going to make it out or not before his final con- confrontation with the grabber. But he left his space shuttle on top of the black phone and and stood there and was like, OK, like this I'm about to this is it. I might not make it out of here, but if I come back as a ghost, then the next kid that gets grabbed can use the space shuttle and use it to to do damage it's a flashlight it's a weapon so i thought that was both sad but also really cool that um he like left that there and he he didn't feel like he needed it anymore um and of course him just getting the courage to finally fight back yeah defend Um, himself yeah that all came full circle so that was very nice what did you find scary about this everything oh it's just a scary situation yo just existing in the 70s and 80s when there's just killers just running free because you think like watching this in a theater i was like yo nowadays like it's crazy to see like how unsafe it was to be a child in that time like oh my god like the anxiety like growing up in riverside was very similar like i had a phobia of like walking past vans for a really long time like after i finished high school i think because like as a kid like we would see vans driving around like the grabber whisper on the playground about like hearing like hearing a kid's voice in a van or something like being followed home or like a car being parked and and someone trying to get you to get in the car and stuff mm-hmm. and like all Scary those stuff. things like this is so i i would walk home with like a a writing pen like a yeah, gel a pen in yeah. my hand mm-hmm. uh, the way finn did with uh his shuttle so like yeah. all this was super relatable yeah no for it's a real life scary situation mm-hmm. like besides the ghost aspect because there are like a few jump scares when the ghost kids like pop up but mm-hmm. other than that this is very much like real life horror situation um a lot of anxiety for sure um i also want to mention having an abusive parent um i will say that i like the dad i think the dad's character is kind of complex because at first you're like oh he's just an alcoholic he's abusing his kids i think there's layers to it because you do find out that his wife killed herself because of this thing and i feel i don't know how long it's been since she died but I think he's still processing that and like going th- and he does apologize at the end. I'm like, okay, he's not like 
total trash. But I'm like, go yeah. get therapy. And he <laughs> I does, was like, get therapy. He does entertain uh, Gwen's. Uh, he does dream after he gets kidnapped, yeah. which is awesome. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Because in the beginning, I was like, okay, another abusive parent. Like he's just trash. Yeah. He's just a trash person. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make it any better, really. But like, I don't know if it's just like a cultural thing because you know black but and like well at least he used the belt he wasn't like beating them in the face with his hands yeah but he's alcoholic yeah it's just abusive overall yeah abuse is abuse like i said that that's that scene was very i'm gonna talk about that in the acting section as well but that scene was just very sad um this is gonna be a scary slash sad section for me but uh just watching you know gwen get spanked like that my heart ached um but yeah just having an abusive parent um because you don't have control over that as a kid like you literally just come home to get yelled at like it's terrible like oh my god what she did wrong yeah she just showed up and he just insta hit her and he was like why was the police here i'm like i don't know i just (laughs) i don't know what's going on um but yeah so let's see i will say that the whole concept of dead kids on the phone in general is scary and sad um because some of these kids he knew personally some of them he knew because of posters um like you know lost kid posters in the neighborhood and it's just every time a kid would like come on the phone it was just like a sad moment for me um, but you also want to listen because you want to hear what they have to say and like contribute to his escape. Um, so yeah, very sad and scary for that and the way they would just pop up randomly. Um, if you guys are like not fans of jump scare, there are a few jump scares whenever the kids talk sometimes. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much just like intensity in this film. If you're like, oh, I don't like, you know, jump yeah, scares. No, it's, it's intense the whole time. Yeah. So it's all right. You'll just be clenching your butt the whole time yeah it's just intensity (laughs) um also not uh to go into like other stuff that people may not like not super gory like besides the one part where the grabber gets yeeted in the ground and his ankle gets (laughs) his ankle (laughs) um i don't think the movie is very graphic besides that um at all to my just yeah, makeup. just makeup's not crazy. So if you guys are squeamish or anything like that, it's not that bad in my opinion um, compared to the other stuff that we've covered. Um, but that's all I want to cover in terms of uh, scary slash sad. Yeah, man. For me, uh, I mentioned the weird van. Like I, I don't trust vans, especially being a kid and walking home from school yeah. by yourself. Try not to walk past the van. Like go back the other way walk around it if you can uh, but never just walk past uh, the back side of a van mm-hmm. um also the grabbers cheery disposition um mm-hmm. i hate it when killers are very cheerful and like kind of joker-esque yeah um, it it's fun mm-hmm. on the joker because he's not out grabbing kids Kids, yeah but like his cheery just it's like you don't know what his intentions are with the kids he's like oh i'm not gonna do anything to you nothing bad i'm not gonna hurt you it's like "Mm, i don't know which way this is gonna go it's just it's so uncomfortable very uncomfortable Yeah, yeah for sure um also the floating kid was a scary yep. part. Yep. It was just kind of 
I think that was Griffin too. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> Griffin. Yeah. Um, the phone rang right after, and he was just like, I don't remember. <laughs> Griffin. <sighs> um, something cool slash scary. The grabber's mask. I think the very masks because there's there's numerous okay no but see this is what's cool about it so the mask it's all one piece well it's not all one piece it's in pieces so there are Mm -hmm. times where he can remove the top part that covers Mm -hmm. his uh forehead and around his eyes that Mm -hmm. part's removable and he could just leave the bottom part on and then the bottom part is removable so he swaps out the smile for a frown would you like to know who designed that mask? Um, is it James Wan? <laughs> oh, I wish. No, it was Tom Savini. Um, uh, was a part oh of Creep God. Show. Yeah, Icon. Love. Icon. Good job. Yeah. Tom. And yeah. No, very I like creative how I mask. Act like I know these people personally, <laughs> but I do know their works. So I feel like I yeah. know them personally. Yeah. Oh no, God, he did the damn thing for that. Very creative concept for a mask for sure. For yeah, sure. for the grabber, and it looked like stone, like mm-hmm, it, it kind of looked mm-hmm. like a statue, Hard. like marble. Uh-huh. But he he was very sensitive about his face being hit, like he didn't mm-hmm. want to be hit in his face. He didn't want any damage done to his face. So it's almost as if he saw himself as a work of art to have mm-hmm. a mask that was like marble looking, like he. Mm-hmm. And then the drama, like the the thespian. Mm-hmm. uh happy and sad uh drama mask mm-hmm. and so i feel like he he saw himself as like an artist or a work of art or both mm-hmm. um and i thought all of that was very interesting as far as character development but also kind of scary because <laughs> yeah. it was it was creepy to look at as well there were some parts where i would laugh because it was just like <laughs> the bottom when it would have his like mouth his, he, frown. his frown one would his make frown. me laugh i'm not gonna like specific he'd be sad he'd be specifically sad. at the part where um there's a part where he's on the phone with one of the kids and if kids are like yo i know the door's open i know it's open but don't go upstairs <laughs> he's yeah. waiting upstairs and they yeah. cut to upstairs where the grabber is literally sitting in a chair waiting for him and he has a frown and i laugh i think that was the first time we saw the frown <laughs> because yeah. he, he it was like disapproval it's like yeah mm. and it's like he's just prepared to be disappointed yeah. it's like he hasn't even done it yet yeah. he, and he would always open his shirt like he's ready to go in like he was yeah. just prepared mm-hmm. for him to make that decision and then disappointed when he didn't but also the mask still like worked yeah because it's like on one hand like you don't want him to go up the stairs because then that means he's being bad and you have to punish him. But then on the other hand, you like hurting. You like kids. the punishment. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. it, it's very uh this character and you can't even t- like recognize Ethan Hawke's voice. Which I love. Like, oh, he did an amazing like, job. Like he was so unrecognizable. Like I mm-hmm. didn't even, I, it's, I promise you I didn't even realize it was him until the mask came off completely. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, Ethan yeah um what do you have to say about the acting and visuals how did you feel about it um okay so 
like I mentioned Gwen earlier, I was a little concerned in the beginning, like before things popped off. Um, there was a few things I was like, uh, I don't know, that seems organic. Uh, just certain, just how the kids were directed. I feel like um, just the pacing of conversations were a bit off for me personally. But once things picked up and she was meant to be scared, she was meant to be angry, like she did the damn thing. Like I was like, okay, yep, I see why you got picked for this role for sure. Um, so she was amazing. Um, and honestly, no one like dragged their weight for this film. I think everyone did a great job, of course, Ethan Hawke, amazing. Like I knew once I saw the trailer and that he was going to be the grabber, I was like, oh, this is gonna be fire. Um, amazing, we mentioned Robin before, amazing. Honestly, everyone really pulled their weight in this movie. No, no sad things, no sad things to say. Um, as for visuals, um, they did a lot of muted colors because, of course, colors are muted in the 70s. <laughs> I always find that funny for movies that do period pieces in those time periods. It's like, oh, it's just muted. Um, I also enjoyed the flash, the dream sequences with Gwen um, because I believe they did like a um, like a film type filter for her dreams. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah, that's mostly, mostly all that I wrote down specifically for the acting and visual. I will say my favorite scene would probably be Gwen getting spanked, even though it's very sad. I thought acting wise, it was just like, phew, just amazing. I feel like, I feel like when she found out that Ben was kidnapped, that was really great. The way it was shot. The way she like oh she ran out the house because she, she was at her friend's house yeah, yeah. she was at her phone and her dad calls and she's like hey daddy mm-hmm. and just like you know mm-hmm. and then you see her face drop and then yeah. the phone drops and she sprints out Booked the door it. and the it, it kind of slows down and zooms in on her and it's like the background keeps moving further away but it's like it's like a bad trip where like the hallway is getting longer mm, yeah, yeah and and she's it's like a nightmare closer. yeah exactly like a nightmare it's like she's running but she can't run fast enough which is you know ironic for her character who you know she relies heavily on her dreams and it was like she was in a bad dream so yeah. I really appreciate how that part was shot but also the distress on her face and you know then when she found him later and like just yeah they're re- you're, yeah when they reunited or, or, oh my god oh my god when my they heart. were at the school and um they were the cops came to let the kids know that finn was uh missing and mm-hmm. it was a silent scene you couldn't hear anything but you knew what was being said based on how the kids reacted and how she acted. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of the best scenes are the ones where she didn't say anything at all because mm-hmm. um, it just relied so heavily on her expressions. Yeah. All the kids sought to turn and look at her and, and um, we, we pan in on her face and she's her eyes are welling up with tears and she starts crying, but she's trying so hard not to make eye contact with anyone but all these people are looking right at her like you could just feel the stress um in that scene and that was really great um I'd also like to note the opening credits oh it, amazing yeah it was um I wrote down that looked almost like a like a true crime documentary 
Mm-hmm. But it also theory, reminded me or like of the whole movie, like her dreams. Yeah, I even mentioned when I was watching, which makes sense because the same director, it reminded me of the intro to Sinister, Sinister where it's like, yeah, yeah. same kind of intro where it's like film and it's like, you know, like cutting a in between super these- eight. Like a yeah, super exactly. Eight. I couldn't yeah. think of the word. Yeah, it looked like a super eight camera and having these different images on the screen. It reminded me so much of Sinister. <laughs> yeah, but then the images they were showing of like empty playgrounds and like mm-hmm. blood. Very ominous. Like, yeah, it just, it, was it gave you ominous. in the mood for what you're going to watch. You're like, okay, let me brace yeah. myself. This is going to be rough. And even just the intro scene with the first kid getting yeeted. You don't even see him getting yeeted. Mm-hmm. He's just walking. You see the truck turn into the street. And it's yeah. just like, oh my God. Yeah, and and it feels real. It feels like a found footage thing because mm-hmm. the story is very real. Kids are going missing literally every day. This is still yeah. happening with mm-hmm. all the technology that we have. Why is this still happening? I don't know, but it is. And so it, it, it felt like, okay, this is some real shit that's about to go yeah. down. And um, it just kind of prepares you for that. But also I um, later on, when you notice that all of Gwen's dreams also look like home videos shot on mm-hmm. a Super 8 camera, I thought that was really interesting because the first dream that we're introduced to, I didn't realize it was a dream. I thought maybe mm-hmm. it was a flashback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you see Gwen. Um, and the cop car, is that the one where yeah. they're at the, yeah. That, that was one of them. And she usually in her dreams, she's just kind of like an observer, like walking through this movie scene. And then every so often, maybe someone will interact with her. Yeah. So it was really uh, interesting to be able to see firsthand how her dreams look, because uh, the first one was actually a paper boy. Um, when we saw what mm, happened, the dog, yep, yep, she, yep, yep, yep. And she woke up and she was like, Jesus, what the fuck? She's like, <laughs> Because she prays at night asking Jesus to uh, give her a dream that'll help, you know, the cops find her brother. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, she dreamt of the paper boy and how he got eaten. And she's like, okay, but how does that help me right yeah. now? Like, mm-hmm. um, so she's having to like decipher and pick things apart. But um, I thought it was really interesting that they chose to show her dreams that way. I yeah. thought that was so cool. It's so different. I've never seen a dream sequence that looks like a home movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, which is basically what dreams are. So it makes perfect sense. Also, um, there is another scene where uh, right after Robin got eated, uh, Finn's first day back at school and uh, he's walking through the hallways and just the way that it's shot like the, the they just kind of cut a bunch of shots together going from like the bully's faces to him and the way he walked through the hallways there's like a certain flow to it I can't quite describe that you guys should just watch but it felt very panicky <laughs> Like it kind of makes you anxious the way the camera moves through the hallways. It's almost mm. like he's being hunted, but then it's also like, um, like you don't know where they're going to pop up when it's going to happen. You just know that like, he's very uneasy walking through the school and then you see the bullies and then the, the way they shoot down the hallway and everything is just, it, it very much gave anxiety. Um, so if you guys are 
are down to watch this movie with all the spoilers, look out for that part because I I really just don't know how to describe it other than very anxiety inducing, um, which I think is a a sign of good direction, if you ask me. Um, let's get into one of our favorite segments. I know y'all miss. I know you miss it. I kind of missed it. I missed it. Where did they F up? up. Where did they F up? F up. And you're going to have way more than I do. Probably Um, not. I don't have a lot. Because it's it's getting kidnapped. Yeah. Like. (laughs) But really, it's the kidnapper's fault. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't. I, I don't have, have much to say. Though. I literally just have one. Um, man. Oh no, I have a couple actually. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, no, I have one. Take it back. So, what you call it? If guys, if you guys have children, if you are a child and you're getting kidnapped and you get away, please, or you're getting attacked, just yell fire. Don't run out and just run quietly. So the child, the main character, he gets out of the house finally, which is such like a, oh, as an audience member, you're just like, oh, okay, it's happening. He runs out and it's late at night and he's not saying anything. He just runs. And I'm like, yell help. fire, fire. Help. People don't respond like, to help. Grab her. help. <laughs> No, yell fire. Um, statistically, it shows that people don't listen to help it's much. Um, yeah, so yell fire. People care about more about fire than helping people, apparently. Um, so that was my main issue. I'm like, say something. Um, he was just quiet. He didn't say anything. He got yeeted again. Like, he yelled shortly before um, the grabber grabbed him again. So I was just like, yo, you could have could have said something man yeah. um, so that was very disappointing yeah. in that and then i'll also mention uh mr max just not recognizing that his brother was the grabber uh yeah you're literally living literally with him literally living literally living with it and did not notice at all also yeah. i want to mention this cool as well i forgot about that until right now um the fact that they had two separate houses, the grabber had two separate houses for his stuff and mm-hmm. how they cut it, it reminded me very similar to Scream, uh, not Scream, Saw 2. Yeah. Where you think they're in the right house and they're in an entirely different home. Very similar mm-hmm. thing to Science of the Lambs as well. Science of the Lambs is the same situation where you think the cops are in the right location and they're not. Um, so similar that made, kind of. That, that made me sweat a little bit. Yeah, very yeah. a lot of anxiety in that scene for sure, and I love how that was cut. So if I want to add that in my visual aspect as well, um, but no, no other things besides um, just you know, just yell, just scream, <laughs> scream um, something. Yeah, I I do have a couple more. Like, okay, first of all, the kids told Finn don't go upstairs, right? They told he didn't, him. which is why I didn't he write did, it. But down. he was tempted to. He, I know, he almost did. I know, I almost he wrote it. Yeah. The door. Mm-hmm. And he started to walk up there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so intense. It. That was so Stop. intense, I, I was like, dude. Ah, ah. I felt like a parent. Like, ah, what did yeah. they say? What did they, yeah. what did they just tell you? Yeah. Um, immediately started going up the stairs. I'm like, God. Yeah. Like, he went I wrote back, that down. I wrote it down, he, but I didn't say it because he didn't actually, like, he shouldn't have even thought about, <laughs> Think about like, it why did you open the door and start walking yeah. up there anyway and he did it like twice it yeah, wasn't just one time 
And like, didn't they just, didn't they just say, okay. Um, don't approach weird vehicles, man. Like Robin yeah. didn't, didn't shift, didn't slow he, at down, all. Didn't, he was just didn't like, his pace. walking to the yep. stand that just pulled up in parts. But that kind of like, shows his character because he was just so confident in his fighting gonna, skills. Yeah, he's not going to back down. Yeah. But then when you see that, like, this guy grabs kids bigger than Robin. Yeah. That had, mm-hmm. okay. Grown. But I forgot to mention this earlier, but can we talk about the Switchblade kid? <laughs> like, okay, there's this big ass kid. He was probably, yes. probably 17, 16. Probably maybe. got probably got held back a couple times i don't think he was 17 he was definitely younger than that because he had a baby face but he was like trying to act big and stuff and older Mm -hmm. and he was playing the pinball machine and a kid bumped into the machine and messed up his score so he went to go fight the kid and the kid pulled out a switchblade and he took the switchblade got the kid down and carved into the kid's arm no, and then got metal. arrested like a freaking thug. metal and like these kids are literally handling switchblades in this neighborhood <laughs> like the grabber needs to be careful honestly <laughs> like you don't know who you're grabbing Facts. these kids Facts. be having tattoos they be having perms i'm just saying like that's crazy they switch blades bro switch like blades, the 70s yeah. was a different it was time. it was it built was different. different it was time. built different we different. couldn't we can't even have we couldn't even have nail files at my school that wow. were too sharp like the clippers wow. with the yeah. file on it we uh-huh. can't even have that because they're like you might stab somebody i don't know and they <laughs> have whole knives bro. whole knives whole ass knives here batman and robin it up okay <laughs> all right the dog went in my f-ups yeah I was like you're yeah, definitely no. your whole existence oh do we have the F-ups. dog's name hold on because usually we try and shout out the pets in these i, I don't want to shout out the dog <laughs> that didn't do anything literally you got a, you went for a walk you didn't have to do any acting they didn't teach you any tricks you didn't have to do stunts you didn't Yo! have to act concerned you just sit there smiling and wagging your tail Somebody got paid for just having their golden retriever stand there and go for like a half walk. A half walk, yeah. A half walk and then stand there while the kid gets hit. All right. Oh, oh my stay. God. Good boy. I'm... And that's it. Like he just stood there looking happy while the kids got eaten. Oh you can my... shout him out if you want. I don't, I can't, I can't find him fast enough. Um, yeah, I can't. He's definitely okay. not in top of the cast, like compared to like other movies we've He's seen. No Rosie and Krampus. Nope, nope no Rosie. <laughs> no Rosie and Krampus. I tell you, Rose, this would have happened on Rosie's lot. I tell you what. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> um, okay. The cops are useless. I yes. don't know how how many times cops are useless day. now. Can you imagine back then? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, how do you guys? You were literally in his house, you were in the house that were and where the bodies were buried. Yeah, they and didn't see didn't, a van, like, should have, like, I don't know, like, red flagged any and vans they, they, they saw in the ask, area. They didn't ask to speak with Max's brother. They're like, oh, well, he owns the house, like, does he know anything? Like, they didn't. They didn't try hard enough, honestly. At all. 
at um, all. And they just totally wrote off Max. Like I wouldn't have written off Max because yeah. I'm like, you doing too much, bro. Um, yeah. Like I would have searched the house just based on how he was acting, and yeah. they would have found because the obviously there's drugs. So I'm like, okay, drugs. yeah, there's drugs. <laughs> and just like, based off of that alone, invested in the case, like he has the locations and the kids information like i'm gonna i'm gonna search the house like your brother's been missing where's your brother where is he like i they didn't ask any questions they completely relied on gwen's dreams and then at the end the reporter was like oh here we have the two detectives that cracks the case and then it's like what are you talking about what did they do and then and then Finn came out the house from across the street <laughs> at the end and nobody even noticed him. Nope. Literally, they're in they're in the house across the street. There's whole, there's like SWAT teams, ambulances, yeah. first responders, whatever, all outside in the street. And nobody noticed that the kid that they were looking for is walk is in the middle of the street. Yeah. He's like in the middle of the street. His sister's like running to him. Oh my crying, God. And like it's not until the detectives come out of the house from across the street that they they look across and they see him and they're like oh oh we found him and yeah. it's like no you didn't Did literally it. she found him ah. like we should be interviewing Gwen bro let's <sighs> take a lot out put of some it. respect on her name put, put some respect some respect <laughs> on her name <laughs> um let's let's talk about themes can we talk about themes and, and what makes it a horror movie? Oh, wow. Movie? I forgot this whole segment of our it's show. It's been segment. a long time. A um, Let me see. Just right off the dome. um, We had themes of, you know, there was a, a theme with the main character, like protecting himself, learning how to protect himself um, without people there, like being there. Um, So he definitely had to be reliant on him, like on himself compared to other people um and what makes it a horror movie it's just real life horror kidnapping kidnapping and ghost children is just all terrifying supernatural and the natural like all those are things that are like that could happen or may not happen in terms of like if you guys don't believe in ghosts or whatever if you guys don't believe in ghosts you guys believe in kidnapping because that's a thing like story said it happens every freaking day so yeah very scary um yeah, that, that's what makes it a horror movie for me. Just people yeeting people and then causing booby traps and wanting to hit you and getting mad because they, they couldn't hit you. Okay. <laughs> he was literally mad that he couldn't spank the kid. Oh, my God. Anyways, that's all yeah, I have to say. For sure. Um, my Originally for the theme, I wrote adults are useless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my fault. But yeah, um, back to what you're saying about Finn learning how to fight for himself. Um, I feel like it's not just uh, like, yes, learn how to fight for yourself, but further realize your strengths mm-hmm. um, because Finn only noticed his own weaknesses mm-hmm. and not what he was good at. He mm-hmm. never knew he had this freaking Power. ability. Yeah to commune with the dead and i don't know if it if it was just a a matter of like location uh, the location but i feel like there is something there because the phone always rang but he asked the grabber if he ever heard anyone on the other end and he said no yeah 
So maybe the basement was always haunted, mm, but but they didn't talk to anyone but him. Yeah, well, yeah, because he's sensitive. He has that ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a matter of him taking the time to notice his strengths. And Robin said something very important to him, and he said, "You, you've always been a fighter. You've been fighting yeah. this whole time." You can mm-hmm. take a punch and get back up. Like you just fight differently from me. We have mm-hmm. different styles of fighting. Um, and so I, I feel like uh, that's a very cool thing to take with you. Like everyone fights their battles yeah. in their own way. Not mm-hmm. everyone fights with their fists. There are people that are writers. Mm-hmm. They might fight with their words. There are people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. might mm-hmm. be a little sensitive and like use their abilities to fight and win their battles Mm -hmm. everyone fights differently in confrontation and your fists aren't the only way to do it so kind of find what you're good at and use it to help you survive um use your be resourceful finn was resourceful and that's how he managed to keep going and also the fact that he was able to um like take you know quote unquote take a hit or, you know, take what life threw at him and keep getting back up. Mm-hmm. Um, so the resilience is, his resilience is what kept him alive, essentially. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I got for the themes. Of course, the horror, it's, it's a horror movie, you guys. Yeah. It's a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know that. We know mm-hmm. that. You know why? You know why? You know why? It's, you know why? Come on, the children. Think of the, the children. children. Think of the children. <laughs> so that's... Um, that just leaves us with our relationship status now. Um, um, where are you at? What What is this to you? Um, I would like to say, uh, before I drop the relationship status, I just think it's very um, ballsy um, to have a movie touch on the sensitive subject matter. We dabbled in this with, uh, was it, uh, what is the movie called? The other Stephen King? Dr. Stephen- Sleep. Dr. Sleep, I was almost a Dr. Strange, Uh, Dr. Sleep with kids getting, you know, tortured. And it's very, very hard to look at. Um, You know, I can watch Hostel too all day long, but you know, when kids are involved, it's a bit hard. So I think it's, it was very risky for them to take this route. Um, I heard, I had heard this did really well. So I'm happy for that, that people are open-minded to watch this uh, material. Uh, As for me, it is very hard for me to watch for sure. Um, I think like there are different aspects that I like in the movie, but it's not something that I would watch often i'm not sure if i would buy it i'm not Mm. sure if if i would buy it i think it's one of those things that if i see it on cable i might watch it maybe but i'm kind of good with watching it's it's very heavy it is heavy and i think i'm kind of good with my one viewing of it to be honest um and i would recommend it to people if they're okay with the subject matter um, I would warn people, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it to people if they're open to that subject matter. But I think it's definitely, I think a really good, like one night stand, like, really intense, <laughs> really intense one night stand, I think is where I'm at with it, um, which isn't a bad thing. It's just, you know, I think I'm good <laughs> with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I concur. Um, like Dr. Sleep was rewatchable for me because of you have the aspect of like uh 
Abra's abilities and yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, there's just there's this a lot going plot on around it yeah around mm-hmm. that one scene um and so longer movie as well so there's a lot yeah. more content yeah for sure you uh kind of flood your memory and yeah. push that mm-hmm. uh back a little bit but with this the whole movie is about this one thing yeah so your your mind is just on all the horrific things that are happening to these kids the and entire i would say movie. Doctor so. Sleep, it's a little a little bit more traumatic in terms of the kids' experiences because that kid, that torture scene in Doctor Sleep oh, no, was sure. rough. I'm just like comparing it for the for the viewers. If you guys are like, oh, is it worse than Doctor Sleep? No, Doctor Sleep is worse in terms of kids being traumatized. Yeah, um, that that one scene with the baseball players that was, was really rough, rough, like really, really rough. It's not as bad as that, but overall the subject matter is still very rough. So I agree mm-hmm. with what you're saying in regards to that. For sure, for sure. Um, for me, I feel like if you can stomach it, definitely watch it. It's definitely an experience. I feel like mm-hmm. people should watch it at least once. At least once, yeah. yeah. Give it a chance. It's for worth sure. a chance. So because of that, it's not something you can marry because it's so heavy. And I hate it when that happens. When yeah. like, a film is just so great, but so heavy that it'll just fuck up with your mental space yeah. to yeah. watch it repeatedly. Yeah. Um, But there are so many cool things about this movie, you guys. Um, the fact that Finn doesn't actually see the ghost, that's for the audience. Like they literally mm-hmm. put that in there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn is just listening to them. And then you can see them kind of coaching Finn through his escape mm-hmm. and um, everything that they have him do is important and leads up to that finale and that final uh, conflict. So, I mean, I say give it a watch. Definitely yeah. give it a watch. Um, I was a little surprised that we were the only ones in the theater, but we did see it on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, but there was like one other person there. Yeah, I think it was one other person, literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I'm sure this is not going to get any recognition. It's not for everyone because it's not for anyone. It's it's sensitive, sensitive stuff. (laughs) I mean, if slave movies are out here getting awards, they could give a horror movie some time a little a little play a little yeah, you know how you, you know how they feel about horror movies um, and the war i know yeah. i know i just like i could watch this over a slave movie oh yeah for sure yeah but um as far as my relationship status i would maybe put this on like a um i i would say a, a recommendation for my friends like oh mm-hmm. you see that guy over there He's a bit of a hoe, but he's a great experience. <laughs> like, I wouldn't settle down with him, but, like, he's definitely for everybody that can handle him. That like, can handle into, it, yeah. He's definitely into some particular-ish, so mm-hmm. he's not for everyone. But if you can get into what he's offering, definitely it's an experience. <laughs> he's got some cool quirks, some cool qualities. <laughs> give them a go um <laughs> and that's where i think it would stop for me i i wouldn't yeah. buy it i watch it again 
purely to show it to someone else and discuss it and be like, look at this shot. Like it's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. a, a film buff's wet dream. Yeah. Honestly, like the way that it was shot. Tom Savini yeah. uh, doing mm-hmm. the the mask and the makeup. Come on, like yeah. give it a go. Ethan Hawke is in it. It's a different side of him. Um the child actors like the child actors are good it's a believable story um even with the uh psychic kid aspect of it it's it's done very well very tastefully um watch it i say watch it it's Mm -hmm. a great movie just you probably only need to watch it once yeah twice um Mm -hmm. and yeah you guys that's that's our our review of the black phone yeah yeah glad to be back talk now that we're into the mist like in here i'm happy to be back um excited to see how you guys feel about the movies we're gonna choose for this season um i'm hype i'm hype i'm hype i'm, I'm hype. excited i'm hype um make sure you are on the lookout for our october watch list mm-hmm. um that will be up on IG. If it is not already, by the time this episode drops, it will be up soon. We like to share what we like to watch during the spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have a new list for you because some new movies have, have been out and about mm-hmm. swimming yep. around there. Mm-hmm. And we might have some things to add for you guys because we, we're recording this in the summer. We got to yeah. have some movies. Yeah, I'm excited. Pumped. So stay tuned. Mars, anything else you'd like to say to the Gore friends? Thank you guys for sticking with us while, during our hiatus. We are back. You know, we just have a lot of stuff going on and I'm, I feel refreshed and just excited to have more content for you guys. Um, also, thank you guys that stayed patrons during this hiatus as well. You guys are real ones, like seriously. Um, we do plan on having more content for our Patreon as well. So, you know, keep a lookout for that. Um, but other than that, I appreciate you all and uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you. Bye. Bye.